everybody, welcome back to Things You Can't Ask Your Mum. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Lindsay. <laughs> I'm speaking mostly for Lindsay this week, who as you can hear has a very, very sore throat. I don't know what's happened, I know this is probably really annoying, but I'm going to try my best to get important sentences out. To breathe heavily, heavily really through the sorry. podcast, basically. Oh, Thankfully, we do also have a very special guest, the amazing Alex Steadman, who is a freelance stylist and also author of the amazing blog, The Frugality, which has been Thank one of you. my like long, long, long time favourites. How many years have you been blogging now? Um, oh, like, oh, seven, seven or eight, OG. maybe. Mm-hmm. OG blogger. Yeah, but I don't feel like I was new at all. I feel like there was loads of people doing it before me. You've been, just to give everyone an overview of your blog, it's so much about affordability, but while living a life within your means, but that's not restrictive. And you talk about fashion, travel, food, Everything under the sun, interiors. Cause it's very eloquently house. put. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm like, can you write my bio? It'd be great. <laughs> I can do that. I'll do it quickly for you after, if you like. But even in all those years, you've just stayed so true to yourself as well through blogging. It's yeah. just so nice. Yeah, I, I, I try. I mean, I suppose there's uh, there's always the kind of conflict between what I'm trying to set out to do, which essentially is a affordable online magazine. Mm. Um, that doesn't feel so every time you click it's oh that's twelve hundred pounds or yeah, you know yeah. or this is a bag you can use every day for work and it's three thousand yeah and, and I just felt like I just wanted someone to feel like oh that's within reach even yes. when maybe they can't afford it right now but it's kind of thoughtful purchases but not necessarily crazy prices um, but I definitely get sometimes people come to me and go that's not frugal that's not cheap and and actually I always kind of avoided the word cheap yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very different thing for me. Me too. It is, and so. I'd say nothing you do is cheap, Alex. Like, no, it's not. Well, so I don't give cheap content. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's so well thought out. It's so chic, and like you say, so realistic. Yeah, I think that finding that balance between realism and glossy is actually quite yeah. hard. Yeah, and you've done an amazing job. Of oh, it. Thanks very much. And like, it's so nice that it's not like. Just how something's really expensive, it can be really alienating. You also don't make it alienating in like wagging your finger of like, no, 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 you shouldn't spend this much money on oh, this. Yeah. It's still like have these experiences, have nice things, but be sensible with money and I'm gonna show you how. Yeah. Which yeah. is what we, which is what we want to talk to you about today. I suppose that's Ooh. gonna be the theme of the podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> you are a bit of a like a money management pro. Well, it's funny, I, I, I never really think about that. I mean, I, I've had periods in my life where I've been terrible with money, which is probably why I'm kind of so strict now. And actually, yeah. Chris, my husband's much better with money than me. He like, so I kind of am forced to be in that way, and it's quite nice. He kind of yeah. keeps me in check, because I would just throw away my money if, you know. What do you class as being, like, good with money, though? Because my mum always says things to me like, you can't take it with you, but then obviously you've always got to be sensible. So what is your idea of being sensible with money and good with money? Well, I think, so again, this is like, my point was always kind of frugality and like, you know, being frugal and being good with money is is relative because Mm. everyone has a different vision of what is, what's rich. Everyone has a a different vision of what is expensive. Um, And even really rich people, they generally are on a budget. Everyone wants something good value. So it's kind of, it could completely change. For me, I suppose someone that's to be good with money just means understanding your money. I suppose educate yourself about money. Um, I'm really good at checking my app, like, you know, my banking app every day. I know yeah. exactly what's going on. I'm always in that joint thinking, do we definitely, even though we've 
we've kind of, you know, we've got a set amount that goes in and that covers all our bills. Sometimes there's like a rogue mm. Plusnet took out 23 extra pounds this month. And I'm like, <laughs> where no is this? Yeah, no, we had to contact them. But it turns out Chris had bought some football. But anyway, on oh, BT, like BT a- Sports <laughs> Channel. I was like, oh, okay. Was he really all about yeah. it? Do you like, I can't think what that possibly could yeah, be. Yeah, he was like, well, I did do something for 11 pounds, but I don't know why it's 23. I was like, oh. But, but you know, like little things like that, because I think as well, I think a lot of brands just assume you'll never check and there mm. are so many people that things like this go unnoticed and I think just being aware knowing what's coming out what's going in what you know thinking ahead you know mm. Christmas is coming it's going to be expensive everyone wants to meet up you know just yeah. being aware of where you are with finances and I mean I go to um, a few talks now there's like amazing um, sort of platforms like Vestpod who do talks and they're kind of like just basically young women talking about finances she's got loads of people working in pensions and she talks to people kind of talking about budgeting who have like real budgeting apps and Mm -hmm. things like that and it's I was amazing going there actually I went a few weeks ago and there was just a room full of amazing young women like really who just keen to learn about money and I thought that's something you never have seen you know even a few years ago yeah I have a question (laughs) I'm just saving my voice for a minute um when do you think that you first learned about the value and like the importance of money was that something that came from your parents or was it something you learned the hard way i suppose my parents have always been good with money they're very my dad's very pragmatic he's very um i mean my dad's like he left school at 14 and you know working class family he's a locksmith by trade but he's just like a self-made kind of you know he's got his own small business and he just really is good with money like he invests mm. he's like he'd like just but he researched himself you know yeah. pre-internet and <laughs> would read newspapers at the back and just find out where to invest in things and and he's just really knows about pensions and I'm like well how do you know just know yeah. these things in the oh. same way he knows how to rewire a house <laughs> like he just knows I'm like how you know just one of these people yeah. just like school <gasps> of life <laughs> like he just plastered a wall in our bedroom you know he just yeah. knows how to do it oh my gosh but I suppose so I know that However, I have had times, obviously, my parents lived just outside London, so I used to you know, obviously do internships for free and I'd live at home. And, and because of that, I suppose, I, I kind of also grew up very privileged that I didn't really have to worry about money too much. You know, I didn't yeah. have to... I could do a job that just paid travel expenses because I lived at home and my mum cooked me mm. dinner when yeah. I was, like, 18 and doing work experience. So I could do all those things. So I think that's probably hard because... I never had to worry in that sense, mm. like struggling um, financially. So when I got um, a job um, straight from uni, um, I did some work experience and interning, and then I got another job, and I was on £16,000 a year. And I was on that for quite a few years, to be honest, because um, um, that magazine closed, and I got another job, and I started again. Oh, my goodness. Uh, actually, no, I did PR for first one the same wage, and then I got a job in magazine, then that closed, and then I went into another magazine but I had to start again on the same salary so I basically had six years for my first six years of my life working life on £16,000 and that I think I got into a bit of a I, I work in magazines as well so I went to like really fancy dinners for restaurants yeah. you know in restaurants I was going to all those kind of Browns hotels for meetings <laughs> and like just thought I had this lovely life and I was yeah. traveling the world for work but I also was trying to keep up with that in my kind of personal life yeah, as well and yeah. I mean, the most all the most expensive things I ever bought were in that period, which is so weird. Yeah. Like all my kind of yeah, expensive boots or expensive handbag yeah. or all then, because yeah. I kind of just thought, well, I'm never going to earn enough money to really save. So yeah. what's the point? Mm-hmm. Just we- spend it all. Yeah. Mentality. And yeah. it's so hard. And and I just, I honestly, 
I'm not sure if I ever thought I'd earn more money. So I kind of, you know, we just get just caught up in it. And, yeah. and I definitely, I, I was in quite a lot of debt back in my early 20s for sure. And, mm. you know, and obviously you want to travel the world. And I was single and just wanted to go on all these girls' yeah, holidays. Yeah. And it's hard to keep up because, again, all my friends started on like, you know, 23 grand salaries. And that was their starting wage. And then they had a trajectory so they got yeah. a pay rise every year or, and a, a bonus I mean I've never had a bonus in my life mm. like I got a mug once at Christmas <laughs> Haymarket Media I got a mug on my desk it was like oh 49p thanks uh, you know but like and I think you kind of that's that thing you you don't stay in your lane you kind of keep up with everyone else and think and that's what and my friends were all like you know going to oh should we go to the new Soho house place for dinner for my birthday and I'm like oh my god like looking at the menu thinking you know, how much is the salad? salad. Yeah. yeah, how much is the soup? Yeah. And can I order that for the main getting away? And I, I mean, I think one of the reasons I don't really drink wine is because I never got into it because I never... It's 20 pounds a glass in Yeah, London. and everyone <laughs> shares the cost, whereas I'm yeah. like, oh, if I have water, I don't have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or if I have a Coke. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, it's funny. But um, I suppose it, when I kind of started my blog, I suppose I was probably much more manageable. I'd met Chris, we kind of bought a property and just kind of got more into kind of really saving money and really kind of... I mean, yeah, I suppose before that, we kind of really kind of knuckled down. We we rented a flat together that was really cheap. Um, and we basically just saved and saved and saved. Yeah. And we made our lunch every day. And I just got much more into a routine. And I think I just found I quite enjoyed it. I'm yeah. like, oh, look how much money I've saved this month. I, I quite... And I suppose that's the thing. We kind of think of saving money or even just like ordering the side salad in a restaurant we kind of associate that with being like cheap and stingy but what's wrong with that no, it's the yeah. cheapest thing on the menu that's why I want to order yes I yeah. still want to see you I'm still having a nice night yeah. yeah I'm sorry if it offends you that I'm having the green salad but yeah. that's my money situation like, yeah. I don't know I think we're kind of always worried what people will think about that and, yeah. and especially because people don't talk about money that much like even sometimes with your closest friends we've had these conversations mm. about people won't admit that they've got credit card debts that they're trying yeah. to manage and make decisions every month of do I pay off that bit of debt or do I go on that holiday that I've wanted to do or buy that pair of jeans or whatever those decisions that everyone is like grappling with month on month aren't really talked about mm. whereas if someone showed up and like you just said said I'm here because I want to see you all and socialize but all I can have is the baked beans this evening and no one yeah. judge me everyone would be just like fine with it obviously yeah but there's a stigma around it isn't there of like oh god I look like I'm being cheap yeah, yeah. and then it's that awful <clears throat> word again that yes everyone is like brandishes somebody about mm. she's the cheap one yes. and that's awful it shouldn't be terrible it shouldn't be that way and all. if you've got a good set of girls around you I remember I was similar to you Alex, at uni like in my early 20s just racked up loads of debt all these banks were offering me overdraft so yeah, I yeah. bloody took them had yeah. overdraft after mm. overdraft just yeah, went to Australia went, uh, went here there and everywhere with all this money that was not mine yeah um and then I got into a point where I was like right everyone's going out for dinner I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna say I'm I'm just coming for a drink yeah. and eat at home, either before yeah. or after, because I couldn't afford it. And that actually even happened in my late 20s a couple of times when I've been paid yeah. really late, and I'm like, Jesus, I don't want to not see my friends because a, a brand hasn't been able to pay me on time, yeah, yeah. which means that I have to cancel my plans. So you just adapt and move and don't feel bad about that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. don't apologise for it either. Yeah, yeah, God, no, she never apologise for money. And I mean, I suppose as well, it's like, we're in such a good position they said you know mm. like you know when you put it into perspective <coughs> I live in London I choose yeah. I choose for this work in the media industry and I mean I obviously don't agree that you know people should pay you just be you know underpay you just because it's the media yes but you know I'm in a great job that I love you know there's 
there's compromises that I've made. Mm-hmm. You know, I could live somewhere else or, you know, do a, I could have gone for a job that paid more money, that I knew paid more money that was more vocational, I suppose. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean, I, so I feel like, you know, I have to accept that. And a lot of my friends, they earn more money, but weren't, you know, happy in their jobs. Yes. And they, especially now, kind of 10 years later, feel really trapped. Yeah. And they only know how to do one thing and don't want to, you know, now... They're trying for families, so they don't want to quit their job, and they don't want to start a new, you know, learning a new skill. Yeah. yeah. Whereas our jobs are so adaptable, I suppose. Very fluid. But interesting, you speak about freelance because again, like that was one of the talks I went to with Vestapod actually mm. was how to manage your money as a freelancer. Yeah. And what you can do with like late payments and things like that, and chasing your money, and whether to become a limited company or a sole trader. There's so many um, mm. different facets of it, and it was actually nice because I went there. I really enjoyed the talk, but I also did think, I know a lot of the answers to these oh, questions. Oh, that's so nice. Because you know when you have sometimes when I I do talk about money on my blog and I am like, well, I'm not really an expert and I don't really know how to tell people to budget because I don't have a spreadsheet or anything. like It's all just in my mm. head. But then you go to these things and you think, oh, actually, no, I do know what I'm talking about. It's not... I think we all think that to know about money, you have to have these like numbers and figures and numerical, you know, sort of answers yeah. on, a, on a spreadsheet. But actually and some of like, it the perfect spend and save ratio yeah, and like all the time. encryption tools for the site. But actually, you know, there's there's a there's a bit of jargon with money, but actually you can do it quite simply. It's yeah. quite layman's terms, actually. Even these kind of fancy words that people throw around when someone just sort of explains it to you, you're like, oh, that's really simple. Yes, yeah. But I think, you know, there's that kind of mystique around money and wording, and we think that we're not clever enough. Yeah. And again, it's that, I suppose it's that female thing of imposter syndrome, like, I'm not clever enough to be part of this club. Yeah, or to talk about money just yeah. generally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, obviously, as we know, all the kind of, you know, those money lists generally, all yeah. just kind of white upper-class men, mm. and we've kind of never been part of it. And interestingly, actually, again, like they were talking about pensions, and I don't have a pension. I had a meeting yesterday, so that's my next... Sort that out. I know. I don't have a pension. But they was, she was saying how important it is because, you know, women, there's a real gender pension gap. So women are not signing up to pensions half oh. as much as men, but also especially freelance women. And if you think about it, women tend to live longer. Yeah. And we're going to be alone. Yes. <laughs> with, like, you know, with no money. Getting, and, yeah. you know, the pension state's getting older, the state pension's getting older and older and... You know, we've got to think about the future, which is so hard when we're all just struggling to live day to day. Mm. But, you know, I think it's some, you know, I suppose the shift for me was probably family and my daughter. And now I'm definitely like, okay, pensions. I think about a will. You have to actually think about things like that because, you know, my hip's hurting. I'm getting old, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I'm really fortunate to have my mum, who is the most practical woman on this earth. Um, so I do have a will from th- because oh of things God, I inherited yeah. when I was like 18. Mum was like, we need to, this is now the time that you have to have your will and sort it out and make sure you're updating it throughout your life and checking it and everything. But without that, I would have just not known. And we've yeah. had things happen where we've had a family member die who doesn't have a will. And the nightmare of it yeah. is unbelievable. Like, it was yeah. awful. And it is, you just don't also want to think about that when you're a certain age or don't no. even think you have to. It just doesn't, mm. even a pension, even though I've not got a pension sorted, yeah. even though I've got a will sorted. And even hearing that now, I'm like, oh no, that's so far away. Like, yeah, and but you're right, what you do now makes a difference for then. Yeah, and I think you have to stop thinking about it emotionally. Like, oh, I don't want to think about what happened. You have to just be practical. Yes. And 
And it is just the way, you know, we're not going to be working. I mean, I'm hopefully not going to be posing in front of a wall when I'm 80. <laughs> oh, please. You know, I hope you like, are. I hope you are. <laughs> could be, you never know. But you know what I mean? You just think, oh, like, I would like to retire. Yeah, and I yeah. can't do yes. that without yeah. money. It would be quite nice. You know, it would be nice to retire. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you something hilarious. My, um, my nan... She has got a um, her will. My mum helps. Basically, my mum has to rewrite it for her like every week. She changes who who <laughs> goes now to. Famous. Yes. Oh, um, but the the, gen, the general consensus is so um, when she dies, my mum gets all the money mm-hmm. and all the money. I say like she's got loads, but you know her money. And then if my mum's not around, then me and my sister get the money. Right. And my mum's an only child. Um, if we're not around, uh, Battersea Dogs Home gets the money. And if they don't want it. My dad gets it. <laughs> Is that amazing? What a pecking they order! It. They what reject it. They reject it. No thanks. Order. Don't want that money. Then only then will he get it. Oh, that is that's so good. Amazing. No airs and graces about oh, where he is. Oh, that list is there. That's so good. I've got a similar story with my nana, who, when we were children, that I've got a, co- a, a female cousin, and when we were younger we used to play with all of her jewellery and the jewellery box and everything and play dress up she had these most amazing accessories um, and I always used to wear this one ring which was a massive opal surrounded in massive diamonds amazing which was just like oh my god look at this ring and my cousin chose this very discreet dainty diamond flower um, and then my nan is in a dementia care home now and my dad and my uncle were going through the things at the house and they came across this jewellery box and she's tagged everything in the jewellery jewelry box with all our names on. Oh, my God. She's only bloody given my opal to my mum. Oh, <laughs> no, what did you get? Nothing yet. She's Nothing. still here. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's not worry about that. But I was like, Sue, to my mum, you aren't having that opal. opal. Nana promised Dibs. it to me when I was like 10. She's changed I've never mind. forgotten about it. I've even bought myself an opal hoop earring like a few years ago because I know that there's Matches. more opals coming one yeah. day. <laughs> no, you've been swiped of it. Mum thinks it's hysterical. It. She's not giving it up for anything. No. <laughs> what have I got? Some like little tiny twisted, like, you know when gold gets a bit tarnished when it's been away a while? Yeah. That. I can't even make out what it is. <laughs> a single diamond is tight. Honestly, I need to have a word with Edna next time I go up. Edna, Unbelievable. <laughs> you can imagine like, I writing out the tags and being like, mm, Lindsay knows <laughs> Sue. <laughs> Here I was thinking I was favourite. Well, Absolutely looks like not. it's my mum. <laughs> um, going back to what you were saying earlier about saving, yeah. what, what, when you said you got into really enjoying it, were you like setting yourself a goal every month of to save X amount or did you allow it to be more fluid than that? Um, kind of a bit of both. So I didn't have, I think the key is for saving and this is tried and tested, this isn't just my thought, you have to put it away first. Mm. You have to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way you can do it. I yeah. mean, because if it's there, you'll just spend it. And and actually, I don't get cash out now um, because it just... You piss it up the oh, wall. Yes. I do the same. I just go, ooh, like, what are those fancy Paper. Japanese teas? I'll just yeah. buy some. Like, I'm just in Japan I house next door. Yes. And I, so I don't let myself... And Chris, I mean, it drives Chris mad because we can never split anything. I'm always like, I'll pay this and I'll pay you back, you know. Yeah. And, and also, obviously, it's sometimes annoying in a restaurant because you're a bit like, oh, should I had a tip here, do you actually get it? And then I get yeah. panicked. Um, but generally, I don't allow myself much cash unless I know I need it for a tip or something mm-hmm. for dinner. But, um, yeah, I don't let myself have it because that's been a really good tip for me. Um, but, yeah, save the money first. I mean, there's little things like, I mean, even just so when we were saving, when we got married, we put £100 each a month 
away, um, just out of sight into a fund mm. to help like, pay for things. And and then after we got married, I was like, well, let's just keep doing it. I yeah. haven't noticed it. Yes. You know, just gradually you can up it. And then also at the end, then I'm quite kind of, yeah, sort of good. And at the end of the month, I try and, as soon as, as, soon as payday, I because I, I'm freelance so I pay myself so mm. I put it in and then I clear it so it's always like whatever's left so there's always the same amount every payday so every month I have the same amount oh, of money to I spend see. don't let it accumulate oh, that makes sense so I always budget so and even so I pay myself now the same as I used to earn at my last full-time job right which was about 28,000 pounds okay because I could budget for that I know that's mm. how much I need that for that money I put you know some goes towards mortgage, some goes into joint to pay for the bills, and then I've got that to spend. Yeah. And it's enough for treats, enough, you know, I mean, we don't do fancy treats, we do go to like Nando's yeah. for dinner, or like the pizza place at the end of the road, and um, and that's enough there, and I know I can live within those means, and, you know, and we, Chris, Chris and I both own the same as well, so we kind of know um, there's like a real pattern to it. And I think that really helps, that kind of, you know, sort of routine of, I know that's how much I have, mm. And you can yeah, living within your within yeah. your means. That is a, a really clever helpful idea. tip, especially as a freelancer, because I know my ass from my elbow. Every uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really strict, <clears throat> and also it kind of makes you wait excited for payday. Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of think, oh, you know, and, and it does, you know, I could meet that friend if I just pulled money out of that work yeah. account, but actually no, I'll just put book it the week after because it's payday, and you kind of, and then it allows you to sort of as well be a bit more stricter with your. Mm. And you wouldn't pay yourself more because it's Christmas or anything like that. You you try and treat it as if. Yeah, I work for a company, for yeah. yeah. That is really good. Like I'm an employee. Yeah. yeah. I watch your Instagram stories quite obsessively anyway. Oh, thank <laughs> you. But I was watching the other day when you were doing a food shop yes. and you like went through favorite. your fridge. Yeah. Uh, did you see this as well, Lynn? Mm-hmm. So, so you went through your fridge and looked at everything you had and then yeah. worked out what you needed. And it, yeah. what occurred to me is that I... My downfall when it comes to saving is that I'm not organised enough with stuff like that. Yeah. I'm so like, I'm jumping off the tube. Oh, have I got any bread? Have I got eggs? I'm not sure, I can't remember. I don't want to go home and come back out. I'm just going to get them just in case. Yeah, yeah. And then you, it's so not good because you waste so much money on it and it's yeah. just because I'm not organised enough to do it like yeah. you did. Do you think that is just a mindset from years of saving? Yes, and I mean, I'm going to be honest, it's harder. It's harder. It's, to be that organised yeah. is a ball ache. It really is. And I, it takes us a couple of hours on a Sunday to plan our weekly shop and do it. But it's from years of having to do it, mm. you know. And I used when I used to work at a magazine, people, I used to make my lunch every single day. Like, I never went out. I never went to Leon. I spent seven quid. It was just, no, this is what I've got. I've got water from that fountain. I've got... A sausage bean bake that I made last night or whatever and I think people would be like oh I wish I could do I wish I had the time to make dinner every night you know, it's so nice I love that you make dinner you know I'm like I don't have time yeah I make it I make yeah. time because I can't afford not to like yeah you, you don't know, that's like seven pounds a lunch that's what's that what's seven times six more uh, <laughs> I, I can't 42? do my 42 42 I think a week <laughs> yeah and that's oh minimum gosh, yeah. seven pounds so then over a month, you know, I just think that's my £100 savings, at least, you know? Yeah. And that's, oh. and it kind of, you know, and like sometimes, you know, my meals, because we make, we make them for dinner and, you know, we'll make enough for four for dinner and then we'll have two for lunches. So it literally doesn't cost me anything for mm. lunch in the day. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I suppose the only thing is I'd sit at my desk and I'll probably never go out and I just frazzle myself. However, you know, I think that's the thing and it kind of came from necessity. Mm. And I think that's probably why 
it kind of stuck. Mm. Um, but now I just really enjoy it. And now I kind of don't see the point in spending more money. Um, yeah. And also I'd now as well with the sustainability, I'm like, I don't waste food. Yes. Yeah. Nothing gets thrown out. Yeah, Everything. It's so good. And also it's great with Peggy because if you've got any leftover carrots, like puree, stick them in some mash, you know, you yeah. can do all of that. Yeah. I quite get quite excited. Like what vegetables can I like, you know, disappear, sneak, in. sneak into <laughs> Peggy's meals. Like it really excites me, especially like things I don't want to eat, like celery. I just like ball them up and stick it in like, something. Enjoy darling. <laughs> But blitzed up. I mean, it just hurts fine. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I mean, it is harder. Mm. I mean, I you do um, a few reusable nappies with Peggy. I don't do them full time, but we do sometimes. And it it is harder. It's a bit more of a schlep. It's a bit more of a slog. And you have to slog. You have to do it. You know and. And once you get into it, that routine, it's just a new routine you have to get into. And I think that's the thing. If you want to be serious about it, you have to kind of admit it's a bit harder, but it pays dividends. Mm. And be strict with it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is really fun. I really enjoy it. Like, oh, I can use the potatoes from that and then I can use that. And there's all got chopped tomato. Actually, we only have to buy sausages and we've got a big stew and, you know, and it's really, it is good. But obviously, I mean, I do try and cook new meals as well. So I'll one every week I have one like new thing that I want to cook mm. and sometimes it uses a few things up but not loads yeah um and sometimes you know rice I'm like do you know what I don't want to use that this week or you know it stays in the cupboard so it's fine so you're not kind of just getting rid of everything yeah. but generally all the fresh food is gone and that's so good how would you manage that with like someone like me where I love like single and free and all of that in London and if someone yeah. randomly texts you at like eight o'clock on a Tuesday say let's go for dinner, let's go for a drink. You want to be like, yes, because it's mm. just making the most of my circumstances. But then if I've bought food in, then that's You've just... You've got a freezer, no? Waste. Yeah. In the freezer. So you're just, again, more organised, which I'm not. <laughs> and then I'm even so disorganised that I'd forget to defrost something. And then oh, be so stood in front of something at eight o'clock, like, it's going to need an hour to defrost. I'll yes. be asleep. That's where you need your done. meal planner. Yeah. So, I mean, I have um, a notepad on my fridge, which is basically a weekly meal planner. Seen in the very one. Yes, yeah, so we have kind of, you know, lunch and dinner, and then it's like Alex out, Chris will have yeah. soup, or then dinner, and then we'll have like you know, veggie bean burgers, or, and then yeah, if we just, sometimes we're like, you know, especially if sometimes we're like, you know, a, a stew that takes three hours, and we just got Peggy down to bed at 8.30, and we're just like, there is no way no, it's going to yeah. happen tonight. No. So sometimes we'll have the meal from the next night or whatever, or switch yep. it round, switch around the days. Or sometimes we'll just get Deliveroo. You know, yeah. I think we're allowed, you know, I allow myself treats. I think, you know, you can't live this kind of Puritan no, life because, no you, you know, it's life. You've got to mm-hmm. live it. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's the thing. I wouldn't go probably to a really fancy restaurant instead. We'd just kind of yes. go somewhere kind of local or do something little. But, yeah, and then we'll just be up in the freezer or and have it next week or, you know, maybe we'll move it to the Sunday because we've got more time then and yeah. just switch it around. But it's kind of... But what's great is um, the meal plans for both of us. So we kind of know what each other are doing as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chris will get in and he'll see that I'm out. So he's, he'll just start making his food. And, and it's kind of good for Chris because as well, husbands. I mean, I don't want to generalise men, but... <laughs> however. <laughs> however, generally, if it's not written down, Chris will have super noodles every night. <laughs> That's <laughs> what, what he life. does when I go away. Like, Amazing. literally, I'll come by there to be four pot noodles in the, in the <laughs> oh cupboard. I mean, I love a pot noodle. However, not every night. No. <laughs> no. no. And they're a lunchtime snack for me, you know. Yeah. A snack as well? <laughs> a snack. A side dish. Peggy loves pot noodle. That's really naughty. Does she? Yeah, she. Yeah, she Has really... she got a favourite flavour or any? Um, uh, well, I think she's only had chicken and mushroom, but she just like taps my knee and just opens her mouth <laughs> oh, for it like a little gosh. bird. Oh. <laughs> just, uh... 
I know, it's a bad habit, isn't it? Um, we've talked about food a lot there, which yeah, is very sorry, nice. But yeah, food but is such a big crop. It, it, it is. But it is. I also, just to quickly touch on, like, the extras, the even more extra extras of fashion and yes. things like that, especially in the industry we work in where yeah. you could be gifted almost everything you would need, yeah. really. And also, like, the culture of it being relatively normal not for us is what we do but for the industry generally to have like a new two thousand pound handbag every yeah. week yeah yeah and i guess that also links back to the experience you had working in fashion yeah yeah but then you're working for like a big dog like a publication something else whereas this is so much more individual and does it make yes. it seem more unrealistic for everyone else day to day it's kind of funny because obviously working at magazines it is a bit crazy because it's always happened it's such an industry normality <coughs> yeah but just people didn't know about it so that is kind of almost kind of it's always happened which again i'm like but hang on that doesn't mean it always it's right i don't know it's, it's such so weird no. it's just that thing kind of everyone's like well it's always happened you, you know you're just more aware of it now but it i must admit having your own platform now when it does revolve around you and you're the face of everything i think it does make you think about it so actually i think mm. as a blogger influencer editor I am much more considerate about all of those angles mm. um and I do contemplate everything so much more than I ever would have like when I worked at magazines obviously again I was on a really low low wage but I would go out for a lot of work dinners so you know that's two nights a week where I don't have yeah. to cook food yeah. um and I'd be taken you know but it's I mean it's kind of relative as well because I think some people are like, oh but you know you'd you'd go to Barbados on a shoot so you know you get free holidays and I'm like well it's not holidays no, like, yeah. I'm working like a dog working like a dog like I've been to Cape Town on a 13 hour flight flying economy and gone straight because you arrive in the morning and I've gone yeah. straight to shoot yeah and then shot every day and then literally flown back the night of the yeah. end of the shoot I've been to LA for one day and shot yeah. a cover Nackering. and flew back yeah and obviously so amazing to have those experiences but I suppose, you know, it's not a holiday. I still have to go on a holiday. Yes. I still need to relax yeah, yeah. and have a holiday. Yeah. yeah. You know, even if it's just laying at home and staring at a wall, like yeah. you need it, you know? <laughs> like that's noodle. much more frugal than going away. But, you know, you need that break. And, and it's, it's, I suppose that's the thing. Look, the, all of those lines are so blurred between reality mm. and work. And people forget that, you know, my my site and my Instagram is a work account. And I, I, don't, I don't work for a free, you know, Bobby Brown lipstick yes. like I don't just sit there and go yeah. oh I wish Bobby Brown would send me a lipstick you know it's great they often do and I try them for stories and I've worked with Bobby Brown commercially yeah. and it's amazing but you know they send it so that I can try it and try a few different shades to see and like you know tell my readers about them but in a useful way I don't just yeah. go oh I've got all these lovely lipsticks yeah. aren't I lucky <laughs> like look at what I yeah like. I'll put one on and say this one's a really more matte color yeah. this one's yeah. actually out of all of these this is the one I would wear more often and I try and package it up in a use user friendly way in the same way that if I worked at a magazine I'd do an edit I used to star beauty shoots so I'd do mm. an edit of shimmery eyeshadows or you know I would talk about the best things you know to buy for Christmas and yeah. so I do it in the same way but just people people kind of I suppose get fixated on the stuff um, yes it's so true yeah it is true and I mean and it is and I must admit sometimes I do see people and you know it's kind of you know all gifts are tagged and you're like that's everything it's like yeah. your ear like every, the whole outfit and it's yeah and it must be hard for people that don't get and you know but I suppose you have to just You've got to let it go and stay in your lane. I don't look at someone and go, he gets a company car. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's so an accepted true. part of your work. And 
And I, that's the thing. And obviously, when I do a paid project, the free items that they, they want me to style, I would happily... I mean, I do a lot, I, a lot of work with a lot of commercial clients where I send back all the product afterwards. Yeah. I style it up yeah, and shoot yeah. it and send it back. And that cost me a lot of money. Yes. But it's kind of, it's also kind of written in the contract. It's, it's kind of your fee is within the free gifts yes. as well. So it's not an extra payment. It's part of that yeah. fee and that project. And I suppose it's kind of educating people in a friendly way. That's how you have to work but being realistic with it so I mean I turn down a lot of gifts and, and especially as well as mm. small businesses that approach me I just say can I just buy it yeah because you're a small business and if I took you if I really took you seriously I I'd want to support you, you. So especially sure. when they're like charity as well yeah, I, yeah. I feel icky about that yeah. kind of gift that donates to charity sometimes because yeah. I'm like oh but so sometimes if they do give me a gift I donate to char- the charity, the charity. Yeah. On, on my Which own is such a nice way of doing um, it because obviously it helps the charity more if I share it on stories, yes. but I feel like I can't share it with it if I don't donate myself because it's yeah. like you can donate to charity, but I'm not going to. Yeah, now I'm above all that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so it's so stra- It's such a weird and like you know like kind of all that's that payment through shout outs as well. I mean, what I would say as well um, is there's a lot of you know people that start out and do free content for gifts, and I just do think you have to really you know think of your worth and you know. I have been gifted some things, but I've never ever promised anyone any coverage in exchange yeah. for a gift. Like, know your worth. Like, I work yeah. for money. Mm. I don't work for gifts. And and it's so funny because I feel like I've been kind of embarrassed to say that recently. Like, yeah. I work for money, but that's what everyone else in the world does. Yeah. What like no one works for free, but as bloggers we're expected to work for free because yeah. we've got a handbag once. Yeah. And no, yeah. that does not pay our rent. And actually, we deserve a handbag. And money. Yes. And and I think there's no shame in saying that. And, you know, people really need to understand their worth. And I do think as well as a, fem- as a female industry, predominantly, we really have to think about each other. Because mm. if someone offers work for free, then that brand's never going to pay anyone else. No. And aren't we, isn't that what we're doing? We, we want people, you know, women to be paid for yeah, what they're yeah. doing and yeah. their expertise. And yeah. I feel quite strongly about it now, and it's really interesting because, yeah, I think I used to be ashamed of kind of saying that I wanted to be paid, but no. No. Or even, like, I sometimes feel anxious about sharing a paid job, you know, when you know you've got a sponsored post coming up. Whereas in a normal job, you wouldn't be, like, really anxious as payday approaches. Mm. That's Mm. the best time of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me, or all of us, it's like, oh, God, what are are people going to be cross at me? I'm being, I dare to be paid for what I do. It's absolutely just And when people say to me, oh, it's all ads nowadays on Instagram, I can't bear it. I think, oh, but you loved consuming my free content for eight years. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's fine, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and in the big scheme of things, I don't do many ads compared to how much free content I put out into the world. You know, and I enjoy what I do. And Mm. I do, and I'd started, you know, I didn't monetize my site for years. Um, and I'm really lucky that I really enjoy it and have made sort of uh, a business from it. But yeah, I do, I do think it's kind of, and but I do, ha- I have noticed a difference that some people are really kind of supporting and kind yeah. of get it now. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people are now. I get people that message me and say thank you so much for your time in creating yes uh, like content. Yeah, and I think they get it. Like it's not only just being paid to advertise things; it's paying for your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's true. Lots of people get it more. I had um, I did a job with Uniqlo. And um, someone sent me a really lovely message that was like, I've bought so many things from Uniqlo because of you and I'm so glad you're being paid to yes. talk about them. And I was like, that's really lovely and how the, the thought process should go. And it was someone recognising like your works influenced me to shop yeah. there. So it's so good the brand is recognising yeah. that. Yes, and it was yes. so kind. It was really lovely. And it's usually always born out of, you know, 
a re- pre-existing relationship. Yeah. I just think no one's slagging off ITV for like putting just random ads for like you know, <laughs> no. you know tea yeah. in the middle of the you know in the middle of things you know. But but us when we're working for a brand that we've always been working with and they just happen to pay you because they're launching a specific thing that they want yes. to really promote suddenly it's kind of it's, it's unacceptable yeah. and I, I just find that really unusual I don't sit there shouting at television and go oh no, yeah. how <laughs> dare they you? took this money from this ad company they're so irresponsible or like flicking through Vogue and getting annoyed no. at every ad page you yes. just don't yes. you? Yes. you just accept it yeah. yeah it's just a new I suppose yeah. new world yes and I think it's the fact that people feel so personally connected to you yes. but then so much more invested if you take a step in the direction they didn't want you to i.e. Oh, yes, be paid change. or whatever then, then, then they're a lot more Cut affronted by it than they would be with ITV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, obviously I read in Catherine Allrod's book there was, was it someone, um, they, they got a lot of backlash when they dyed their hair. Oh, Because everyone's yes. like, you, yeah, Courtney, yeah. Trey, something. you've changed. You've changed. You're not who the person I thought you were. She's like, I've just dyed my hair. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> a break. It's okay. Final question. I just keep looking at Lindsay to make sure Sorry. she's not itching to speak but can't. I think she's okay. <laughs> okay, just smiling well done, and nodding along. <laughs> right, so you've also done a downloadable ebook. Yes. Which is called A Realist Approach to Everyday Spending. Yes. Which we'll link. I've all talked all about it. Well. You need to buy it now. I've told you everything. <laughs> no, everyone still download it. But I thought it would be a nice way to finish up by just summarising to you. I thought that it was interesting they had the word realist in there, as yes. if the whole conversation around it can be so unrealistic. Yes. What do you think the balance is between that? Like, what to you is just realistic saving? Um, I mean, I suppose there's not there's not a definitive number. I think that's the thing you've got is is, is relative as well. Yeah. So you've really got to think about what you can afford to put away and, and your goals, what mm. you... You know, I do think, you know, it's so important to remember what you're working for. And sometimes yeah. I do think, oh... You know, am I? You know, am I working for money? Am I working to finish res- renovations? Am I working for a security for my daughter? Like you yeah. have, I think it is important to remember that and remember it is, it's work. That's mm. what you're working for. Yes. Money, like, and do you have goals? And and I suppose, occasionally think a bit more longer term and mm. think and, and just think. I suppose outside the box. I think we're spoke again that thing, where we're too embarrassed to be cheap or we're embarrassed to seem like we're being stingy and yeah. we want to seem generous. And generosity doesn't, you know, doesn't come from money on no, how much yeah. you spend it's yeah. you know you can be generous with friendships and time yes. and love you don't have to be generous with money mm. um so I think it's just really think about your own goals I mean even like Christmas my family used to just give each other loads of presents like I, I felt like oh I have to give everyone at least eight presents I mean it was mad so many isn't it it's crazy. and um whereas now we kind of kept it to one per person if we buy for like cousins we buy for the for the daughter or the child we don't buy for the parents like it's okay, kind of yeah. mm-hmm. like our brother-in-law we just buy for the kids mm. and oh god it's so much easier and I'm just so less stressed as well yeah. and I think it's just reframing your mindset as well we kind of have these things that we've always done and I think that's kind of what you need to do that kind of approach and I think that's what I've learned from social media it's that kind of why has it always been this way? Like, you know, even through my work, I pay everyone that works for me because I worked in an industry that never paid anyone mm. because they could get away with it. Yeah. And actually, you're kind of thinking, why does it have to be that way? Yeah. Actually, you can pay people and everyone can have a nice, you know, and not struggle to live and everyone can enjoy working. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, it's just that kind of, hang on, does it have to be this way? Mm. You know, again, like even working for a magazine online, they'd be like, you have to put 20 bits of, you know, 20 articles up today online. I'd be like, why? You've just pulled that money out, that number out of thin air. Why 20 pieces of new content? Yeah. 
and and through my blog I don't do that at all I've really paid you know sort of pulled back on how much I put out there but it's much more quality content and actually I think it's working better and I think that's the key is reframing and and I, I thought long and hard about what I called that book, actually, because everyone kept calling it a money guide. And I was like, well, it's not a guide because I don't want to tell people what to do. It's not do this and you will be rich or do this and you can have the same life as me. Mm. It's, it's so different for every person. And, you know, I don't judge if someone, you know, is scrimping all year round to have a five-star luxury holiday. Yeah. That's, their, that's their priority. Yeah, I absolutely. would probably have a cheaper holiday, but do you know what? I'd probably spend a bit more money on... I don't know my hair or yeah, yeah. I don't know it's, it's it's completely different for every person yeah. I think it's okay though you can spend money yeah. but it's just do it sensibly within what you what's your incoming mm. is because if you're not in sort of on top of your incomings your outgoings is, you know it's just it, it's got a balance and mm. and it's not I don't know I think it's just it hasn't been trendy to talk about it but now it's okay to be on top of finances. Like it's yeah. not like geeky or nerdy. Oh, it's like actually really cool. Yeah, cool <laughs> and sexy. Yeah, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so, so, so much for coming oh, in. It's been so lovely. We're going to link all of Alex's information, her blog, her Instagram, so you can also watch those wonderful Instagram stories of the weekly shop. <laughs> yes, we've got renovations coming next year, hopefully. So, oh my gosh, yes. amazing. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for coming in. It's been lovely. And thank, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you, Alex. You've been an absolute joy. I'm really sorry to everyone for this. Old gremlin in the corner. I'll be back. (laughs) Cute gremlin, like gizmo gremlin. Yeah, nice one before Christmas. Yeah, it's like before it got wet. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Yeah, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe, share, and... Review. Review. (laughs) Review. (laughs) We'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much. Bye.